Making Podcasts. The Fillinator. The Lutzmeister. Making Podcasts. Reclaimed Audio. Upcycling and making with reclaimed materials. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 35 for July 6th, 2016. This week's top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DiResta. All right, live music. <laughs> Trust in Timber, Sean Petty, and Scott Turner. I am Phil Pinsky. With, it, with me, as always, are Tim Sway and Bill Lutz. Bill, what are you up to this week? What's on your bench? Well, you know, um, I'm going to be on the bench tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> so, I, we're, it, it, see, this this comes out on Wednesday, so it'll all be over with by the time everybody listens to this. But um, yeah, so I'll be on the doctor's uh, workbench. But I haven't been doing nothing. I got my garage. If you guys can't see it behind me, it is so organized and clean in my garage right now. So that's what I've been concentrating on because I've just been. I've been. I'm. I just. I'm just trying to keep busy. Is what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Are you going to leave everybody in suspense, or is there any more information you want to share about being on the work table? Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm going to have a kidney surgery tomorrow. Uh, if if anybody doesn't. Oh, that's right. So if you're listening to this and you didn't know, I'm going to have kidney surgery. He had kidney and, surgery uh, yesterday. Yeah, and um, I I had kidney surgery. Yeah, this whole time warp thing is weird to me. Um, but yeah, so the, uh, that. So I've been um, uh, just um, not trying to get into a project that I won't be able to play with for a while. Because mm. I'll be off for about a month. Um, they're not going to let like you work. They're not going to let you touch sharp stuff for a while? No. Actually, the doctor said if I could be up and about, that's great. The sooner the better. But uh, it's a weight restriction now. It's not sharpness, it's weight. So. Um, okay. Because they go in through your stomach, you can't lift more than like 10 to 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've got some project ideas that are lightweight. Yeah. Popsicle sticks and a hot glue gun. That's yeah, right. baby. Also I don't know who thought of that, but it's yeah. genius. <laughs> <laughs> what about, what about you, you, Tim? What are you working on? What are you working on? Wow, that was in, uh, that was in stereo. Was <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm working on sending uh, good wishes to my, my friend Bill, who had surgery yesterday and uh and i'm sure i'm sure everything will be fine and the time warp is weird but uh I, I would like to just pretend that it's actually the next day so we can get over all the anxiety and just it's, it's over with and now we're we're moving on so he's recovering nicely right now yeah exactly so that's yeah. great and um oh, i love you guys so besides that and besides having you know digital like man hugs right now over the skype while we do this podcast uh, um I am working on, uh, the last time I was in my shop was Sunday morning because I found an exterminator who was willing to come in on Sunday morning and take care of the powder post beetle infestation in the wall of my shop, which powder post beetles, they are wood boring critters. They're not, um, super problematic. They're not like, like termites or carbon durants or anything like that. But, um, I just noticed these little things flying around and then I started noticing all these little pinholes in my wall and apparently those things will, they've been there for years probably. And they just, they surface and then they make, you know, so they'll be in there, you won't know them. And then they surface after a bunch of years and they make a bunch of holes and lay some eggs and they disappear again. But so I had some guy come in and soak the wall with something that is probably not good for the environment. And, um, well, hopefully, cause I'm mean, going to just worry about my inventory, you know? Right. So, 
So then my so when I go into work tomorrow, I'm gonna have to put my whole back wall back together, which is is the wall. It's if you watch my videos, it's the wall that's like the original barn wood, like in the in the way back where the windows are in my shop. Mm -hmm. So now that whole wall is cleared off right now, sprayed down. So I'm thinking about like, and I'm busy, so I don't really have time for this. So I was like, well, maybe I should do like a French cleat system and have like a quote unquote tool wall type setup there. I could put my hand planes and some pretty looking yes. stuff up there. So I might do that. More than likely, what I'll probably do is just shove all the crap back up there that was there when I left and get back to work because my bench is all covered with all my stuff, you know, that was back there. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, hey, I thought it'd be kind of cool. Our Go buddy ahead. Paul, our buddy uh, Paul Jackson, Jackman, whatever. Jackson, uh, he, like did that. That, he did that French cleat system in his shop and uh, came out really, really cool. Yeah, that guy has been building his shop. <laughs> I mean, right? he just he has this new space in Rhode Island that he moved into and he's very excited about it, obviously. And and uh, but man, he just keeps putting up this like, like shop porn photos of him just building this shop. So uh, I, that's that got in my head a little bit too. That and Pinsky with his his posts of him building a Ooh. tool wall. Um, this guy. Oh, he, you may you may not know who he is, but you'll meet him eventually. <laughs> so, okay, real quick, because I love to do this. Casey and I are driving down the road, and a moving truck goes by, and it says Pinsky on it, and she just thought that was the greatest thing in the world. She's all. <gasps> Pinsky, 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 Pinsky. I have to tell you, I'm very, very comfortable with your wife repeating my name over and over again. I'm just saying, Mr. <laughs> Gosling, Mr. Ryan Gosling lookalike. I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable for both of you personally, but... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That's all right. Um, she'll, 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 be, she'll be at home listening to this podcast by herself because I'll be laid up in the hospital. So you just keep your little butt in Montreal, pal. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Anyways, back to making and yeah. less. Phil, less Phil what are you been up to, man? Appropriateness. Yeah. Um, what am I working on? I, I, if you're following me on Instagram, and everybody should be, um, <laughs> I should. <laughs> I've been making a whole bunch of these tool holders, as as Tim alluded to earlier. So um, I just posted one up. Uh, I guess this is Monday night now, but it's right now for me. Um, and and it's all I did all them for my hand uh, for my hand planes. So kind of like the way Matthias did it, except I didn't do it as intricate as he did. He sort of like figured out special angles for all of the entry points. I did not do that. I just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you just seen that now? Yeah, yeah it's pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. No, it's That's uh, cool. That's, it's cool that they're flat too. Because I was thinking about putting them at like an angle, but I like that if they're flat, then they're just like not too much space. Out. Yeah. yeah. I he did it. I did some research. He did it the best way. If they're just flat up against, and then at the bottom, I put a couple of screws so it doesn't get too jammed up in there, and it's still nice and loose, and you come right out. So that works out well. Yeah, describing this is kind of hard. So you should probably just uh, follow me on, on Instagram and, and look at those pictures. Um, what else am I doing? Okay, I got two other things. One other thing real quick is I was on the uh, Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. Uh, that episode came out on Saturday. And what? that was a ton of fun. Yeah, I no got way. to chat with uh, Diami and Zach Higgins. And that was really, really cool. Um, had a blast with those two guys. And uh, you should check that out also. And what else? Oh, um, I'm doing a little tool review for Bessie. They sent me some clamps, so I'm going to be putting out a video, and uh, and that's that's what I'm up to. You're like famous now. You're like a, oh, a star. You're a celebrity. Yeah. No, yeah give you're give right me the that. line. You know, give me the Will Ferrell line. What's the Will Ferrell line? Which one? Uh, I don't know how to put this. Oh, but I'm kind of a big deal. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I knew I you were knew why. If you're not first, you're last. Oh, that one too. Shake a bake. Shake a bake. <laughs> I'm the magic man. Now you see me, now you don't. It's like a tiny little baby Jesus. Anyway, sorry, that was a little, <laughs> a little so, too much so Talladega Nights. <laughs> so, Phil, were you polite to our um, um, our brother podcasters, and uh, did you make any invitations in their direction? I felt like you know when when uh, someone gives you a compliment and then you say yeah you too right away it comes off as not genuine. So I'm gonna wait a couple of weeks and then and then I'll reciprocate the motion so it feels better. This, this is, is what why I'm you saying. are the this is why you are the master of ceremonies. Yeah. See, you wow. know all these things. Actually, I'm a jerk, and I just came up with that line right now. But I, that is <laughs> what you I were only do. thinking of yourself the whole time you were on. <laughs> You're a great no, politician. No, no, we'll He's great. Yeah, no, those guys are awesome. Yeah. Um, so what was I going to say? That was that was everything that I'm up to. Why don't we um, Why don't we dive into what our topic was? And I'm going to have you read it, Tim. But first, I'm going to apologize to whoever sent me this. Because I copied and pasted it out of whatever medium was sent. I can't remember if it was a Facebook message or if it was an email or a tweet. I honestly don't remember. But I copied and I pasted it right into my Facebook conversation with Bill and Tim and said, guys, check this out. This is a great question for the podcast. And that's what this episode is. So, Tim, why don't you go ahead and read it out? Okay. So, yeah, please let us know who uh, who sent this message to Phil. You can contact me because I'll remember your name. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unlike our fearless leader, but um, but it, it is a great question. And um, so you wrote, the idea for a topic that comes in my life is my boss says, "quote Any work is better than no work," but I say being tied up with busy work affects your ability to handle profitable work. And he used then you wrote, "I'd like to hear your thoughts on that." And that's uh, it's a it's a great question, and it can go in so many different directions, and we'll probably take it in all the wrong directions right now. So go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I tend to disagree with that, and especially if we're talking about making and building and anything that requires fine motor skills. But I mean, the same would be true for intellectual work, any kind of work. I think the more you practice something, the better you get at it. And even if it feels like busy work, like waxing on or waxing off, you're practicing motions. And you're developing a skill that will allow you to, once you're doing, quote, real work, be able to do it better, faster, and, you know, more skillfully. I I guess that's as succinctly as I would put that point. Do either one of you guys see it differently? Well, I think you can. I think you can see it differently. um, Really, how is this being applied is how I would wonder. Um, But if you're at work, for instance, and you've got an idea to work on something and you know, you just need a little bit of time to think about it. And your boss comes up and says, Hey, don't just be sitting around. I need you to go sweep the floor. That's mm-hmm. busy work. You're still getting paid, but is it getting in the way of something that would be more profitable in that case? I would say, yeah, it is. That's a good point. So you, you're th- talking about time for reflection is necessary to create great work. I, I, yes, it can be. So again, it, it obviously it has to do with the, the situation in the same regard. If you're sitting there and and you've got maker's block and you're trying to do something, sometimes it helps to just pull out the sandpaper and start sanding on a, a another project, which is yeah. kind of busy work, but that gets the creative juices flowing. You're doing something productive. So, you know, there's both sides to that right there. I think it depends a lot on the job. And again, I've never really had a job where I was making, you know, physically with my hands. Um, you know, and I work in marketing, but even still, sometimes if I'm sort of, 
sitting with someone else and we're having a discussion about, you know, how this project should go or whatever, um, I always sort of feel the hot breath of the, of the owner or, the, or of my boss on my neck, you know, like, maybe you should be doing something right now. Maybe you should be doing mm-hmm. something right now. You know, like I get sort of that pressure of, you don't have time to think, just got to do stuff, just have to output, just to, you know, you need, you need to create stuff, no thinking about it. And I don't know if other people feel that way, but I always, I, I always, maybe, maybe I'm crazy, but I always feel like I have to be producing if I'm at work. Maybe I'm insecure that way, but what do you, you think? You know, Tim? that's a, that's a, that's a really interesting thing. And I think that uh, like millennials, for instance, there's a lot of talk like nowadays in the workforce. And what do I know about the workforce? I'm the dude in the barn with beetles. But <laughs> but there's in the workforce right now, you, you hear that I've heard a couple of reports and podcasts about these. Like there's for the first time in history, there's three generations in there. There's the, the Gen X and there's Gen X's parents like my dad, you know, like the hippie generation. I don't know what their label is. And then there's also the millennial generation. They'll all be in the same working environment. And they yeah. all they all have this different idea of what work is and what hard work is, and you know, like my father's generation would be like, oh, if you're supposed to be there at nine, you get there at eight forty-five. You're supposed to leave at five, you leave at six, you know, and uh, and you grab that broom and sweep as soon as you're done, and there's nothing left to do, you just start sweeping, you know. And then there's our generation that will sit and discuss it for a couple hours in a podcast, you know. And then there's a <laughs> then there's a millennial generation that absorbs all that and and will sort of work on their own hours, and they might they might not come in until ten, but they might stay till two in the morning. And then they might like leave for a couple hours and come back, and then they might go and like take the next three days off to go biking, you know. And then, yeah. so there's like this whole different concept. So really, what we're getting down to is about productivity and about you know actually accomplishing things. And the question is is whether you're accomplishing something or not. So busy work, the sanding needs to get sanded. This floor needs to get swept. Is that busy work if it needs to get done? Is it busy work if it doesn't need to get done? Because maybe like for me, I'm I'm the Gen Xer guy, right? So I'm, uh, and I, and I, and I cracked up listening to a recent episode of the making it podcast where, um, or no, maybe it was the other one faking it where, uh, I think it was faking it where Welder was talking about working with the resta and how he would grab a broom and start sweeping or it might've been Jimmy telling the story and then Welder would be like, Oh, he's got, he's got something on his mind. Yeah. Cause I do, that. I do the same thing because I'm of this generation. My, my father, I'm more like my father where like he, you know, if you're supposed to be there at nine, you get there at eight forty-five, and you always have a broom in your hand. Like I always just want to, I, I don't want to sit and stop and think. So I'll start sweeping to think, you know, and I laugh because Jimmy was saying that, that, that that's how he thinks. I'll grab a broom and start sweeping. And um, so that's, is it, is it busy work if you're actually getting to some greater place? Maybe you need to not be sweeping to think. Maybe you need to sit still for a while and think. And if you're, if you're the kind of guy that can think of something, then you need to do that. You need to tell your boss, like, listen, boss, I'm going to make you way more money if I don't pick up the broom right now, or I'm going to make a way better decision. It's, you know. it's so funny because this, this, what you just said reminded me of a, um, uh, a Big Bang Theory episode where basically here's these geniuses and they're standing and they're looking at a whiteboard with these uh, figures and calculations on it and they're just standing there for like hours and somebody walks in and they both turn and go, we're working and they s- stare back at the board. <laughs> yeah. But technically, I mean, they are. They're, they're trying to figure out the, you know, the secrets of the universe by not doing anything at all, just standing there staring at this problem and solving it in their head. You know, it depends I, on the work and it depends on the boss. Is, right. In the, in the work environment, I, I think some of these modern work environments, like I think if you work at Google, it's going to be a lot different than if you work at Pratt & Whitney or IBM. You know, yeah. or maybe modern IBM is different. But, you know, I had, yeah. a, I had this fourth grade teacher that I, it, it, when she was like all throughout my life as a young man and stuff. I was like, oh, I hated that teacher. It was the worst. And I realized now in my 40s that she was the best possible teacher I could have ever had. 
<laughs> and there's a whole there's a whole story about her. But whatever, uh, she was def defining. War she had all the kids in the classroom get up and sit and push on this wall for like five minutes. We're all pushing this brick wall, right? And uh, I mean, it felt like five. It was probably ten seconds. And um, and then she goes, "Oh, you know, so like, were you guys working hard?" And we're like, "Yeah, we were working hard." She's like, "No, the wall didn't move. The definition of work is that something changed, like something moved." And so she's like, "You guys actually haven't been doing any work. You've just been struggling." And uh, think about it. Think about that, right? Because hmm. I, I don't have Miriam Webster in front of me, but the definition of work is actually accomplish something. So, but sometimes it's 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 not as black and white as like, oh, making a bunch of cutting boards and selling them, or thinking about the new revolution of cutting boards. You know, I don't know. It's it's a it's a bigger bigger topic. So you're saying that, that you're thinking about. Go ahead. So you, you just made me feel better because I feel like I haven't really done any work this week in the shop, but I did get my garage cleaned. I accomplished something. I worked my butt off. There you go. Yeah, you I did. feel better. No, that's needs, for sure. It needs to be done. Yeah. I'm wondering, Tim, if what you're saying is that is that thinking your way through a problem is work because something was accomplished if you've come up with a mental solution to a physical problem? Yeah, I, I think that's what I'm saying. Now, personally... I don't feel like I've gotten anything done unless something's moved because of that. Like, you know, so that's why I'm the guy that picks up the broom. I, I, I can't just sit here and think I need to move dust while I think yeah. for it to be work. And that's something I, I struggle with, too. And, and uh, you know, and, and whatever. It's, so that's why I can argue both sides of it. Like, but then there's the other side of me that sees that I could sit, I can make a coffee table. And I could sit and make coffee tables all day and probably sell them. Or I could invent a new coffee table. You know, or I could find some other solution. So, so I don't know. I wish I wish we had a name to attribute to this. But what what does your boss say when he says that any work is better than work? Does that does he mean to sit and make a bunch of coffee tables that you can sell for fifty bucks, or does he mean to sweep the floor and do nothing while you wait for the two hundred dollar yeah, coffee table to come? That's in? a good question because sometimes you do smaller projects that that are mind-numbingly easy, more like assembly work, basically, mm. as opposed to designing and building something. Right. And both of which are profitable. One may be much more profitable, but at least you're doing something, making something, making some money mm. by doing the so, yeah. quote-unquote, busy work. Just, yeah. just moving the chains, you know, like... Let's say it's a cabinet shop and, you know, like uh, you could be making braces or you could be making carcasses or you could be making something that's a smaller part of the larger whole and just mm -hmm. making inventory of it. So that, yeah, yeah, they don't have to be made when you're making the cabinet. I mean, the carcasses are the cabinet, but, you know, like yeah. let's say you're making braces. Let's say you're, you know, you know what I mean? Like so that you're making a whole bunch of inventory for stuff that yeah. you might need when you're going into the install. Like you're making, I don't know, L brackets, whatever it is. But devil's advocate, or you could be developing an Izzy Swan system that makes all that work so much faster and more productive for years to come if you build a better jig. If you could sit and take the time to not be doing the busy work of making the braces, but instead developing a better mousetrap, a better brace-making machine. Maybe. No, well, I feel a, like I do both. Worker, but... I feel like I do both sometimes. You know, well, yeah, there you are should. times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I, there are times when I literally I'll look at something and I will stare at it, you know, and just or it's even out out of the corner of my eye. It's sitting on my bench in the shop, and I'm constantly looking at that, thinking, "What am I going to do with this? How am I going to solve this problem?" Something's going on, but I'm not actually doing any work on that particular project. And there are other times, like you said, I got to pick up a broom, I got to get moving, I've got to sand, I've got to cut, I got to hammer something to get that that momentum going of just making something. Mm, yeah. 
Think, think about it this way, though. You know, we're talking about from the perspective of the employee, the worker, um, and our perspective is that this person is an honest person, is, you know, genuinely looking out for the best interest of the business, okay? Now, mm. flip it around. You're the owner of that shop. You're the owner of that company. You're the owner of that, you know, whatever it is. You know, you're, you're making widgets. Mm. And you got, you know, and, and people are trying to screw you all the time because that's just the way it works when you're a small business owner. And you got employees yeah. who are sitting there going, no, 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 no. I'm not not doing anything. I'm thinking of a better way to do it. And you're like, you know what? Could you just make like 15 braces so we have them for when we need them? What do you think about that? I, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's tough. That's tough because you would assume that you hired the person because you had faith in them to be a valuable asset to the company. So what did you hire the person to do? To make braces or to be uh, like, because there are two types of bosses out there. I mean, well, there's more than two types of bosses. There's millions of types of bosses. But, mm -hmm. but I mean, you could say that there are bosses out there that they want to hire someone that, that is not going to think and that is just going to be a third arm for them. Like, I'm going to tell you to make braces, you're going to make them from 9 to 5, and then I'm going to sit and continue to function and, and run my business. But then there's the other boss that's like, you know what? I like this kid, and I think that this kid's going to help me make more than just these cabinets, and we're going to make a better cabinet or a faster cabinet. It depends on what kind of boss you have as well as what kind of an employee you have. Yeah, but you can also say that, that that same boss that feels that way about that kid is old school like your dad and says, look, I am I, I did hire him because I know he's going to make something and, and be incredible, but he's not going to sit on his butt doing it. You yeah. know, he's got to get that work ethic behind. Sometimes it's really just a matter of what your work ethics are. And not that there's any right or wrong work ethic. I think it's just, you know, mine is usually keeping busy most of the time like you, like your dad. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's what he's doing. So I, I, this kid's got potential, man, but he needs to learn some basics. So here's a broom. You learn how to sweep yeah. the, you know, Mr. Miyagi boys, wax on, wax off. That's right. You know, you know I just, I put up a video like uh, a month or so ago of showing like a way that I was denailing uh, wood. And um, because this is like, this is what I do, like, cause I work for myself. And so one of the things, like if I want to sit and think, there's always wood that needs nails pulled out of it in my shop and there's no one else to do it. So I sit and I, and, and it's like, it's almost like when I start thinking about the process of denailing that frees my mind from whatever the problem is that made me go start denailing. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not sitting and focused on it. So I'm not like, it's, you know, Lao Tse said, he who grasps, let's slip. I'm not like squeezing this problem, but then I'm, you know, but I'm also like so I kind of put it to the back the back burner and then I, like the solution sometimes comes and you stop thinking about it. Does that make sense? Sure. At all? Just but, like but when so you remember something and you just sort of stop trying to remember it and then you remember it. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, it was Phil Pinsky. That's his name. That's his name. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly like although, that. Although know. although the name Phil Pinsky is unforgettable, so that's on the side right of now. every moving yeah. truck I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Spelled incorrectly. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. close enough. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, and so I, I just actually shot a, another video about denailing because I was like thinking about like, oh, there's a million ways to denail and, and this and that. And, and the, the, the point of the video was that there's always another way to do something. And that's like kind of what I was thinking about with the busy work is like, well, there's always another way to do it. So maybe the busy work while you're doing the busy work, you can be thinking of another way to do the busy work or a solution to it. Like that's, and that's what I love about Izzy Swan is that he's always looking for solutions to things of other ways to do things. And I think but does he do that? But does he accomplish that? Does he think of those things while doing busy work? Is he? Yeah. Is, 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 is he just he being busy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is, I mean, is, I don't is he busy or is, is he just being busy not doing anything but busy work? 
no, and Izzy, getting yourself dizzy. Yeah, Izzy is pretty busy getting dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> the three whitest dudes rapping about D- Izzy yeah. Swan. <laughs> about, about the fourth whitest dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, no. Ah, derails. <laughs> so yeah. for those of us who can't see, um, well, okay, for all of you that can't see right now, Tim has an amazing new haircut, and I am guessing that this has something to do with the derail. Call me silly. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know if it has anything to do with that, but it is summer. That's why I have an amazing new haircut. Oh, you, you think I look like Izzy right now? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You know, you both wear your goatee with no mustache. Um, you both have. Has a, no, yeah, well, he has a goatee, I guess. I have a beard. I don't know. I never looked at Izzy that closely. I'm not like well, the fanboy. Do we, we want to get technical on, on what constitutes a beard? I'm just saying. It's, it's connected. Kind of it's connected to the hairline. That's a beard. Yeah, but doesn't a beard have to have a, a, a lip involved? No, that's a, it's a beard and a mustache. They're two really? separate things. Okay, we're not talking about this anymore. Okay, back to making stuff, please. <laughs> Thank you. Dear Lord. I know, where, where did that come from? I, I don't know. Okay, right. so busy work. So, I, yeah, I think that we've, we've realized that there's a way more to this than we initially thought. No, I think the important thing is to recognize that there's two perspectives. You know, you know something I, I've said before and, and I try to live by is that we judge other people by their behavior, but we judge ourselves by our intention. So mm. you know, oh, I'm thinking about this, so I'm doing work. But boss man in the corner counting your hours because he's the one who's got to pay you your 15 bucks an hour. He's looking at you going, that guy's doing nothing. You know, yeah. so it's, it's a very, it, it's all about perspective and that's, you know, that's life. That's, that's interaction you know with other people. You know, and I think it'd be fun right now. Let's read that. Let's read that question again. Read it again and see if we have a different, uh, okay. that's a good idea. idea. Cause, uh, okay. Well, the question here, let me read it again. Um, idea for a topic that comes up in my life. My boss says any work is better than no work. I say being tied up with busy work affects your ability to handle profitable work. So now I almost think that he's talking about um, his boss is like, look, we don't have that really kick butt. Maybe maybe he's a, a, a remodeler. So we were going to remodel that million-dollar house, but right now we're doing the bathroom down at the gas station. So mm-hmm. any work is better than no work. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the kid's like, yeah, but if, you're, if we're doing this, you know, how, we can't be out looking for better jobs. You know, we're not out. I mean, it's kind of the same thing, but. I make yeah. custom pool tables. I don't have a custom pool table to make right now, but there's two guys down the street that want to pay me a hundred bucks to fix their ping pong tables. Should I do that, or should I be looking for work making custom pool tables? I don't know. Bomb. <laughs> Anyone? For me, I'd be trying to put the food on the table and pay the rent. So, if you've so you'd got be the, castle, the ping, you'd be fixing ping pong tables. Yeah, absolutely. But does, but does that go back to then, or do we have enough of a buffer and a little bit of savings so that we can take that time to go to, to find that work? Or, or I'm assuming we that we don't. Paycheck to paycheck. So now it's again, it's back to perspective, right? Yeah. I, I'm assuming in this, in this, in this point, because he's saying we, instead we could be out looking for work and the boss is saying we need, we need this, again, perspective, you're right. We need to put this cash into the business. So my assumption is that it's paycheck to paycheck. And because the employee's not the one who's taking the risk, 
of not being able to maintain the business, he's like, you know what, we should be out there. But you know, so it's, yeah. you got to look at both. Both. Um, hey, both boss. With the, don't, yeah. Don't have don't have me fix this ping pong table, boss. Let me go find a new pool table. And the boss is like, I'm paying you a thousand bucks a week. I need you to fix that ping pong table so I can pay you that check without a bouncing. I need to know where I can go get a job for a thousand dollars a week fixing ping pong tables. Yeah, this guy. He so, did, that's up. what he does. I'm good with that. And apparently he's slacking off, so the boss is looking right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as a as a, a very small business of just me, what I find myself doing is both, and it's it's difficult. You know what I mean? But like like I just um I just did a a, a job last week where I I rebuilt a fence for a woman, and I used new material to do it, which was. I didn't want to do, but, but I, it, it was like, I looked at it as like, you know what, this is, I can go for this day. I can, I can cover the day. I can, I can make money this day. If I take one day to do this job, I can, I can, instead of, you know, maybe I could have done other things around the shop or, so it was, it was like, it's this constant balance. I'm always like kind of looking to the future and trying to find ways to grow the future, but at the same time, maintain the present. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a it is a tough balance for me. It's it's easy because it's just me. I don't have like a staff. I just went. But what made me think of the fence was that I went and I picked up the materials at a fence company to to make this fence. And there's a guy there, and he's standing there, and he's like looking at me, kind of funny. I'm like, why is this guy looking at me funny? He goes, because you're the bass player from that band. I'm like, shoot, yeah, I am. He he recognized me as being a musician. So then I we're waiting for our orders to come into our material, and he. Uh, and I was asking him, like, oh, so you do fences? He's like, no, I'm a pool guy, but sometimes I have to do fences to make size. And, he, and he, I was like, well, how big are you? And so, you know, I'm just talking with the guy, and he's got, like, six employees, and, and he's oh, talking wow. about how he's got to keep them all busy. And it was like that. I could totally see this guy, like, because he's just trying to run this business. It's a small business by anybody's standards. By my standards, it's huge, you know. But um, his truck was, like, three times as big as mine. So, <laughs> But, you know, but he's got all these employees and he's got all these jobs and he's trying to balance them and juggle them and this and that. And I could totally see this guy being, like, why are you just standing there right now if I'm paying you 15 bucks an hour? You should be at least making my shop cleaner. I could totally see that because yeah, of sure. getting stuck in that. And, and, and he's got all these all these people's lives. It, 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 they're his responsibility. Like, all his employees, I mean, you know... It's easy to look at it on paper, like, oh, there's a guy, he's got employees, but he's not looking on paper. He's looking at this Joe and Mike, and they have families, and I need to continue to keep paying them so they can continue to feed their families. There's a lot of responsibility on that guy's huge, shoulder. Huge, so, huge amount of responsibility. And I think so what's he going to do? Yeah, I, I think know? it's um, yeah. I think it's sort of, and I don't want to say this disrespectfully, but I think it's immature to disregard the amount of responsibility that a small business owner has when they have employees. You know, mm. th you don't have a thousand employees that are nameless and faceless and are a number. Like you said, mm. that's Joe, that's Mike. I see these guys every single day, I know their wives, I know their kids. Yeah. I'm basically responsible for them being able to put food on the table and I take that responsibility extremely seriously. And Joe and Mike might not know or understand that. So Joe and Mike are just like, why does the boss have us doing this junk? When yeah. we could be doing this other stuff that's going to make the boss more money. And the boss is like, you know what? If we don't keep this junk moving, guys, I'm going to lay off. Yeah. You know and how I know we're yeah. old? You know how I know we're old? We're siding with the <laughs> boss. Oh, I know. We're the man. <laughs> I know. We just became the man. 
officially right here in the middle of this podcast, we became the man. I just I just felt like a, a clock tick to midnight. I just became old. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then like a big bells ringing in my ear. Like, no, oh. I'm old now. I know, but, but I, you know, and I, I struggle with that daily because I am, I don't, I mean, I, I know I'm old. <laughs> I got a gray beard, you know, but, uh, but I, it's like, I don't want to be mentally old, you know, right. and it's, you know, you want to, you, you struggle with that, like of trying to find that balance. You also don't want to be irresponsible. That's you know? it. I yeah. want to live my life freely, but. See, again, it comes down to perspective because the, the perspective of somebody like me who doesn't have my own small business, although Casey does, mm. um, and I agree with everything you just said, by the way, based on the perspective of, of some of the conversations I've had with her. Um, but for me, it's like, you know, I mean, I got a few I got a few people that I'm responsible for at work that I supervise, but it doesn't have near the same kind of responsibility that a small business owner would have. And so that that perspective, again, for me, I'd be like, well, give the guy some slack, man. You, you know, he might be able to think about some way to make your job better and make you more money. But then again, it's like you were just saying. It's like, hey, I gotta, I gotta keep things moving, or there won't be work for Mike and Joe. So. Mm. Think about it this way, though, Bill, because I do think about this also. You have a supervisor that you report to, right? I do. Okay. This guy walks around and he sees two of the three guys that are under you, quote unquote, thinking about how to do things better, right? <laughs> then he fills out his report. Bill's team overstaffed. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Not enough work for Bill's team. So keep those guys busy, otherwise you're going to lose one of them. Yeah. You know? well, that, I, I think I about that sometimes this. too. It's true, I yeah. I, I get the example, although it does not apply to me at all. Uh, okay. But I do get the example. I do get the example. Cause, mm. Well, then it's, then it's, it's applicable it's to me because I, I now have a team of about seven people and I am constantly, constantly trying to make sure that there is interesting work that they're doing but if it isn't interesting then stuff just needs to get done otherwise there will be a reevaluation of the necessity of these people and then when yeah. i do critically need them you want to throw, you want to throw something into that mix though i mean sure. we've got a little time to kill here let's add a union shop into that mix oh geez yeah yeah well, that's a whole that's a whole other thing <laughs> yeah our warehouse is unionized and it is um i'm sure there will people who will argue with me but I, I, I'm not a fan of the modern day union. I'm 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 a fan of the reason the unions were started. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. But somewhere along the line that got messed up and, and well, screwed I, up. I don't want to generalize because I tell you what, yeah. there are some amazing union shops and And there are amazing modern unions that are right. protecting and, and modern are, workers. To me the, I think what the real purpose of the modern union shop should be is master master negotiators and getting along with the employer because mm -hmm. that is so much more important now than you know making a kid work for 30 hours or you know i mean all unsafe work practice i'm sure that still goes on but i think it's lost in translation now that there's just some old school stuff going on. but anyway a, a modern union shop is amazing yeah. and, I, and it can be amazing like any other business in, any other people. In my very, very small view of the world, I have seen, I know firsthand in my in my life and my family, people that have been in unions that have the unions have destroyed the businesses, and I know people that have been in unions where the businesses have just destroyed the unions. You know yeah. what yep. I mean? 
because and it comes down to and it's the same thing whether it's union or non-union and i think the three of us because we're, we're similar but different and we're coming at this from different places in life and this and that it comes down to communication how are we going to communicate with each other are the, those two guys that are working under bill whose supervisor sees them slacking off how are you communicating with your supervisor to, to let no this is okay i want these guys i want you to pay these guys and is he trusting you and phil your guys are they communicating with you like dude we're really on to something we're gonna make this happen mm -hmm. you know so it's it and it, it trust in communication and uh if you don't trust your employees and you can't communicate with your employees you're gonna have problems so no. now our 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 writer <laughs> we don't know who you are anonymous yeah. and, and at this point he's probably like i don't want to tell you who i am <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it. Yeah, no, unsubscribe. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, well, it's, it was Pat Lapp that wrote that, right? <laughs> but so, what kind of relationship do you have with your boss, and what kind of relationship does your boss have with whoever he works for, or is he the boss, or whatever? Like, how are you guys communicating with each other? You know, it, it, it comes down to that, it, and it comes down to that on everything, right? With its family or politics or whatever. Like, how do we understand? Do we hear each other? Because communication isn't just two people talking at each other. It's one person listening to the other person. Communication is two people listening to each other. You know, mm -hmm. so it's it's a bigger issue. I agree with What's you. But you know, pe people are human. You know, sorry, I was just going to say. No, they're not. Yeah, no. <laughs> and you're subject to different views every single day. One day, you know, because I, I, the company I work for is owned by two brothers. And, and one day, you know, they could be extremely understanding of the fact that, you know, no, these guys are they're working on a special project. I need them, like, really thinking about what this is and just give them br some breathing space. And like, oh, yeah, okay, no problem. And then the a next bunch day, of bills come in. in. Yeah. Yeah. And the next day, you know, they just sign checks for, I don't know, 50 grand, you know, of all kinds of payables and stuff. And like, okay, we need to, we need to make some money here. And what are these two yeah. guys doing? You know? So it, it's, they're, sitting, they're doing yeah, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say just to close off the topic of union shops, my only gripe with unions, the absolute only one is that you sacrifice merit for seniority. If you've got somebody who's yeah. amazing and they have to wait in line 10 years for somebody else who isn't as good, then I don't believe that that's what our countries were founded on. It, it feels no, like I the agree. opposite to me. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. What were you saying, Bill, before yeah. I so rudely cut you off? Oh, nothing. It's actually, it's very applicable. Is, um, you know, we have two ears and one mouth. We should listen twice as much as we speak. But I'm not saying that <laughs> about you, Phil, at all. Right, Confucius say no, Phil. Phil, Phil, you yeah. should, Phil, you should speak. <laughs> All four of our ears are going to listen. I'm I'm done speaking. I, I'm ready to, to listen twice as much now. Okay. Uh, I I feel like I twice I talk as twice as much as I listen, and I and I hate that about myself. Like, you know, I, I really want to be the guy that listens more. You know. But you have such so, a so soothing baritone. You're doing all of us a favor. Yeah. And oh, yeah, and uh, and I am not related to Ray Romano because that just keeps coming up <laughs> over and over again in comments that everybody uh, loves Tim Sway. <laughs> that just cracks me up. That and it's weird because I didn't always sound like Ray Romano. I just started sounding like Ray Romano around the time we started this podcast. That just oh, happened. That's so weird. So, that's uh, it worked out pretty good. Yeah, for Ray. <laughs> Is it wrong yeah. that I kind of wish you were Ray Romano, but? It's, it's, yeah. That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> we, uh, our, our ratings would be higher if I well, really Maybe a were. little. Maybe a little. Maybe. No. 
All right. That guy's great. I think we uh, I think we beat that horse to death a couple of times. Let's uh, yeah. let's move on to what we're watching. Uh, Tim, what are you watching? What am I watching besides the Powder Post Beatles make holes in the wall of my shop? Yes, that. I <laughs> I am watching. I mean, I'm watching a ton of stuff. It always sounds like, oh, "What are you watching?" You know, but um, but the, what I'm watching that I'm I'm gonna mention this week is um, Practical Renaissance, uh, is the YouTube channel, uh, and the guy's name is Jeff Elliott, and he put up a couple days ago uh, on Facebook this um, he just kind of was like, "Hey, should I put this video out?" It's like a safety police thing, and he was like had some oh, yeah, people kind of making safety comments. Yeah, saw that, and uh, yeah. yeah, so I just uh, so I watched the guys, and I just thought it was a, a very very funny video yeah, of good. um. Of, uh, of just like a safety spoof and you know a bunch of guys like John Hines has done it and this and that and I, I probably have even done it I don't know but I just thought it was hilarious like his his uh, shop safety video where he's saying all the right things and then doing all the wrong things so so cleverly you know at the same time so check that out the links in you got, the, uh, you got to watch it more than once too because there are some little things going on in the background that you might miss oh yeah yeah, I'll yeah. watch it again. Maybe yeah, I missed too. a couple because I. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's really. I'm like, oh, oh, I get it, I get it, and then. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's Why all very it subtle. It's, it's all very, very subtle, subtle and very, very dry. Funny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who's well, next? How about I like you? Uh, sense of humor. Yeah. Me? Why? It's very sardonic. Yeah. Okay. All right, who's um, next? Bill, you go. Bill, what are you watching? I am watching. You know this. <clears throat> so I was thinking. How amazing is it, you guys? Do you know how many people from around the world that we, are, we communicate with now? I mean, whether it be, uh, it's, it's mostly social media, but just even people that listen to the podcast. But all over the world, I was thinking about this. It's, it blows me away. And um, I'm just, cause I, you know, I, I figured out that, oh, by the way, Tim, I can get that hand plane shipped for about 30 bucks. Well, that's not bad. That's pretty good. Yeah, so that, that's actually really cool. So I'm like, so... Um, uh, Sebastian, if you're listening, it's it will be on its way. It'll probably be late next week by the time it gets to the mail. That'll be one of my first things that I do out of recovery is take a walk to the post office. It'll be good for me. But all these people from around the world and um, that aren't in our continent. Haha. See, I included you, Phil. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> that was good, huh? Anyway, uh, uh, that aren't on our continent that are just. Um, that, I just. I gotta. I want to just. I want to. If we ever meet, the three of us ever get together and meet, I want to recreate that handshake <laughs> between Trudeau and the Mexican president, and you know what I'm talking about, and Obama. I want to just the three of us. That should be like our. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. It was basically the hover, a three-way hover hand. Yeah, uh, a three awkward a three-way. man handshake yeah. hover thing. I just, I just think that'd be like the best like publicity photo for the three of us to use, you know, just all Ubers. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if we, if you want to make it cool though, you do some kind of the handshake, all three of us, but we're going like this at the same time for people who can't see. I'm doing like the cool gangster pose. The X. Is that what that is? (laughs) The X to the the exhibit. Yeah, that's it. And we're all making duck lips at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Selfie duck lips. Yeah. I will stop listening to us if we do duck lips. <laughs> I, I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> oh, hey, speaking of people around the world, yes, um, the guy I'm, I'm watching, the guy I'm watching is um, uh, um, Joe from uh, Average Joe's Joinery. And um, you got to watch his channel. He's from Merry Old, I believe. Merry Old England, right? Get it? Yep. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm not Mary just being married and old. I'm just, you know. But uh, yeah, uh, Average Joe's joinery. I, I, he is so much fun. He does a lot of reclaim stuff and upcycle stuff too, which I really, really enjoy. Um, coffee table recently uh, that was really cool. He also made a copper pipe toilet paper roll holder thing that was really cool. Yeah. And um, appropriate, appropriate too. Yeah. I, it actually, you know what? I, there's some medicine I have to take uh, right after the podcast that will allow me to prepare for tomorrow's surgery. Yesterday's surgery. Will, will, I will be utilizing a lot of toilet paper, shall we say. <laughs> Classy. Yeah. yeah, baby. But anyway, Average Joe's joinery. Um, uh, we love Joe, and and I've I've had the honor of, of being on a couple of maritime shows with him. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah, he's place. A, yeah, he's a good guy. I haven't like yet. subscribe, share all that good stuff. He's got a, a, a good um, catalog of videos that um, everybody should check out. So yeah. that's and if, if you're into photography, he also has a really nice Instagram um, channel or show or whatever Instagram's called. And uh, yeah, he's got a lot of cool photography. I, I'm sure it's at Average Joe's Joinery, but. Otherwise, um, it's definitely in the bio of his YouTube stuff. But he does does some really cool photography, actually. Cool. Yeah. So you know what's kind of weird is Instagram is mainly visual, right? It's, yeah. It's a, right. Mm -hmm. But to call yourself somebody on there, you could technically say you're good at grammar. You're a grammar. You're a grammar. An yeah. Instagrammer. Get it? Grammar. Yeah. yeah. Grammar, <clears throat> not grammar. Grammar. Yeah, grammar. I don't know. Renoir. Yeah. Does it come from? Ooh. I mean, what is it? What does that Artist. word come from? What's that? Grimoire. Postagram. What is that? Wasn't that an app too for a while where you could send postcards from your phone? Because I yeah. remember getting a couple. This. I got. I got these postcards of me playing the bass. Like people would like photograph the gig, and then send it as a postcard. And then like seven days later, I get it in snail mail. Which was like this weird, interesting merger of technology. Yeah. And I think That's that weird. might be where Instagram came from. No, it didn't. Well, it, was two, it was one guy who how started. Much were, how much? Go ahead. I was going to say, Tim, how much were you drinking during that no, time? No, dude. I'm, because I, I've I never have, heard of such a thing. It was called, it was called Postagram, I believe. It was uh, a couple years ago, a few years ago. And uh, it, it, was, it was weird because I would get this like glossy plastic like, like uh, laminated postcard in the mail. And there's like this stuff, oh, blah, blah, blah. I was like internet crap on it. And then there's like a picture of like this like crappy picture of me and the guitar player like on it. Well, and I'm it was, pretty sure and I was the one picture, but I didn't know about the postagram thing. That was, you apparently made a photograph that became a postcard of us. <laughs> That's so funny. So read the user information when you subscribe to their whatever, download that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't remember that? I'm going to look it up. Called Blabber. So the guy, um, yeah, it was one guy in B-L-A-B-R or something like that. I think it's some, something along those lines. I just read this, and uh, and and he made he developed that app. He picked it up, he put it down, and then he started something else that really really sucked. And then he went back to Blabber, renamed it Instagram, reworked it, and then launched it with two other partners. And you know the rest is history. Hmm. Yeah. What am I watching, well, if, Phil? You ask. Um, oh, no, no, I, I didn't ask yet. I didn't ask yet. I just, I just, I just searched it and I typed in Postagram and it came up. Like so, it's like it's sincerely.com backslash. So go ahead, start. 
So get, I, I think that yeah. translates into nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I, no, it just means that I, I actually it was real. <laughs> it wasn't a hallucination. Oh, I didn't think that you invented it. No, okay. So, uh, so Phil, what are you watching? What am I watching? Okay, um, I am watching um, Wooden Metal Shop, but shop spelled with two P's and an E at the end. Um, so, as I've been talking shop about, a couple of times, shop. yeah, shop a, exactly. I've been talking about it a couple of times. I'm going to be building a desk. It's probably going to be not the next video, but the video after that. A Rubo um, desk. What's what's that? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> so, that's a, a, a Rubo desk. In, yeah, exactly. uh, early 2017. Yeah. <laughs> no, this one's going to be a, a one video build. I'm going to bang it out real quick. Cool. Um, but I was thinking about a monitor stand, you know, like and maybe a little bit of an organizer because I'm not going to do drawers. I just want to keep it real simple. But if I do a monitor stand with a couple of very shallow drawers, it could help with all the cables and stuff that I want to hide. I don't know. Mm. Um, so there's this guy, and I don't know what this guy's name is. What is it in about, in the about section? Yeah, no, it's not. But anyways, I was searching and I found this guy and he did this whole, like, um, this platform for a monitor and it's got exactly what I was looking to do, but it's all out of reclaimed and, uh, it was made from pallet wood. So I thought it was really, really cool and he's got a few other videos. So, um, that's all I have to say about that. Check it out. Cool. Yeah. You guys have anything else? Um, I think we should all take a moment. Oh, and just oh, appreciate I, Tim's hair. I know. No, I had something because okay, I know it's confusing with the time warp and how Bill had surgery yesterday, but it's tomorrow. But I wanted to point out that today is actually the Fourth of July, which in Canada oh, yeah. is a huge deal in Canada. Yeah, it's two um, days after Canada Day. That's what July Fourth is. Yeah, and in America, it's a little thing. But um, but but so. So my, my wife was was reading these these children's books of uh, about the Fourth of July this morning for Vance and his and his school his friends and stuff. But um, I did I don't remember learning this, but I learned that. So you know, for uh, American history buffs, you know the, this. In case you don't know this, this is the day that the Declaration of Independence was signed, and we basically you know went to war with with Great Britain, who has their own things going on right now. Well, that's another podcast, but um. <laughs> But so, <laughs> uh, when this, you know, in, in, there was a lot of rebellion and there was, you know, everybody's pretty excited. And uh, one of the things that happened was in New York City, there was a statue of King George, um, who we were, you know, rebelling against, uh, King George III, I guess. And um, they, of course, on July 4th or the day after, they toppled this statue, maybe the day before, who knows, history, you know, it's a little sketchy. They toppled this statue, uh, you know, in rebellion. And they melted it down to make the bullets that they used to fight the British. So our country was founded on upcycling. Boom. Mind blown right now. Yeah, I don't believe that. But anyways. All right, you don't have to. <laughs> but it was a great it, story. Hey, it was in a children's book that we read this morning. Oh, then it must be real. It must be true, because it was. I mean, <laughs> don't be jelly, Canadian. <laughs> Hey, my country was built on a railway business deal, okay? I am a patriot. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Guys, we got to get our wheat from Saskatchewan over to New Brunswick, eh? Okay, <laughs> let's make a country. It'll be cheaper. <laughs> it's cheaper than a business. Because <laughs> if hey, it's a business, oh, we got to pay all those... We gotta pay all those guys that are slacking off doing busy work. That's right. <laughs> I was gonna say this explains so much of Pinsky's perspective right now. I just 
it, no joke, the difference between Canada and the U.S. is that we didn't fight and die to create this country. We spit in our hands and, and shook hands, and that, it was a business deal. That's what founded this country. You guys did something a little different. No, we found an excuse to start melting metal down and making stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's what it was about. <laughs> Industry. Yes. Okay. Our channels on Instagram and Twitter, I'm at Phil Pinsky. On YouTube, I am Jake and Emmy's dad. Gentlemen, who wants to go first? you want to plug your stuff, Tim? Yeah, I'm uh, um, Tim Sway on YouTube as well as other social media platforms, and I have the Maker Hive Mind coming soon. So look for that at Maker Hive Mind and Maker Hive Mind on uh, YouTube. Bill? And uh, well, William Lutz, um, Maker Video, Facebook stuff. Instagram. Awesome. Where I do my grammar. Instagrammer. That's right. Where you send your postcards. Where I send my postcards. <laughs> Contact That's us it. for show topics, suggestions, um, comments, anything like that. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up with a tweet at reclaimedaudio. On iTunes, please leave us a review. And actually, we got a couple of really good ones, so it's always great to read. And it's even better to get them because they help our ratings on iTunes. And that means that more and more people get to listen to our podcast, and that's the message. And they make us feel really good, like that one that you just shared with us today yeah. made me feel. Really yeah. Good. yeah, yeah, that was a nice one. That gave them the, the warm and fuzzies. That was a that was a great one. Um, and for and the person or persons who send us this show topic, um, if we by chance completely misunderstood what the hell you were trying to say, please, <laughs> I think we did. Please explain that no to chance. us. We'll try it again next week. Give us another shot. Give us yeah. Don't send it by Twitter because there's not enough characters. But maybe you need to yeah, spell it a little it to, more. Send it to send it to uh, Tim and, and me because uh, we'll at least get your name yeah. right. So. Yeah, Tim at in, at Reclaimed Audio Podcast or info at Reclaimed Audio Podcast, and we'll try. We'll do a whole another episode if we totally botch this one. Yeah. Maybe. Probably not. Um, and Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. Uh, we'd really love your support, and uh, and it would really help in keeping this this fantastic podcast that bungles people's topics um, on the air. But really, what we're trying to do is spread a message, and that message needs a little help. So we'd really appreciate it, guys. Otherwise, have an amazing week, and uh, we'll hear from you next week. Bye, everybody. Yes, be good. <laughs>